We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. We saw the Raleigh Leonard news. Um, I see people talking about the Justin Scott thing. I actually had a conversation with some local people about Justin Scott yesterday. So Brian just texted me, like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, yo, I was asked, I was asked not to. Because it, it was no connection to Notre Dame. But I reported when he committed to Ohio State that that wouldn't be his first commitment. Oh, he decommitted. Yeah, he decommitted from Ohio State. He's going to Miami. So. Wait a minute. When did bro, this happen? Bro, look. I talked to a recruiting person, put it like this. I'm from Chicago. Tom Lemming is a recruiting goat from Chicago, okay? And our big bro is locked in to Chicago recruiting via the Big Ten Network. All three of us have the exact same thing. How in the world? If you would put all three of us in the room, we would all say the same thing. How did Notre Dame screw this up? Exactly. How did Notre Dame screw it up, for sure? All three of us would tell you if this was a layup. How did Notre Dame screw this up? Period. 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 His, his recruitment got to a point of no return. And, it, and it's only as a couple things that can take it that there, though. Thank it's you. Only a couple things Thank that can, can make something. Wait a like minute. That. that we told people during the summer. Eventually, the stories will come out once everything is over. Just wait. I don't have to say nothing else. Just wait. Yeah, just wait. So the, the place it got to, it should have never gotten there. Never. Everything should have been wrapped up. I mean, we remember. Down remember Remember when I told you on this podcast left that the math was not mathing? Right. That's right. And on that coaching staff, remember I said that? That's right. Come on, man. I don't do we don't I don't do narratives, bro. I don't do narratives. We just do the math. <laughs> that's it. Tom Lemon might be the only person that's spoken to that young man face to face more than me. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's because he's the GOAT. And he's been on him since he was a freshman. Man. When I told you that Miami had every former Miami player facing Chicago, calling that dude and taking that dude out to dinner. Oh, I told you. Doing that? I told oh, you what yeah, was yeah. happening, love. They got, I they told got you what was like happening. That. You know the brother liked to eat. You know the brother liked to eat down there in Chicago. Left, I told you what was happening. And I I told you Notre Dame was being out hustled. Out hustled. And that's fine. That's, that's, that's fine. If you're not willing to do, if you're not willing to do, yes, if you're not willing to do what the next man's willing to do, then fine. They flew his official visit, bro. They flew the elite of the elite in in hurricane history. Not to talk to him, to talk to his mama. Because they knew what the major stumbling block was in his recruitment. All the greats on the defensive line that you can think of that went to Miami. Heck, Jason Taylor is the D-line coach. They flew all of them in. Not to talk to Justin Scott, to talk to his mama. To convince her why he would be okay in South Beach. I said that on the recruiting show too. When he committed to Ohio State, I was like, oh, he's he's not sticking with that. He's not sticking with that. Because I knew I knew what Miami was still doing. Michigan gave up. Notre Dame, they kept digging in, but it just man getting out hustled, man, outworked. And once it became a dog fight, hey, it was it was an unfair fight at that point. Unfair. But you ask myself, Tom Lemming, and anybody else based in Chicago, you'll get the same reply. How in the world did Notre Dame mess that up? That's it. How they mess it up. Lucky Lucky Podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. That's enough for the Chancey Stucky. Like, man, I don't know. Somebody in the chat said we were dancing around. I don't know how more direct I could have been. I do. Yes. Yes. Miami did get Marquise Lightfoot from Kenwood. Yes, they did. They absolutely did. Yes, they did. Somebody that, uh, let us say, Notre Dame kind of just passed on in a sense. Lightfoot and Scott were both leaning towards one school and then all of a sudden, for some reason, the math just all of a sudden wasn't math. I don't know, man. I don't. Hey, but at that position, honestly, the Justin Scott thing is a whole nother conversation. But the uh, the Lightfoot thing, Logan Thomas and some other guys in the class are very comparable. Bryce Young is very com- comparable. So I I wouldn't lose too much sleep over the Marquise Lightfoot thing. And I love Marquise Lightfoot, right? That's like. I don't lose much sleep over Darian Dupree going elsewhere because, I mean, Adrian Young is, and Aeneas Williams, they're the real deal. They do, you know, so I don't, I would love to have as many great players on the squad as we can have, but, you know. Yeah, do early on. Lightfoot said he talked to Al Washington more just about (laughs) – I was about to say something. Notre Dame talked to Lightfoot at one point. Notre Dame was talking to Lightfoot more than any other recruit in Chicago. I'll say it like that. I'll, I'll get deeper into it. I'll get deeper into it. At the national signing day. I'll keep it into it. And this is straight, this is that's straight from the horse's mouth. And then all of a sudden, well, like I said, but Bryce Young and Logan Thomas, yeah, I you know, I love my Chicago kids, but I can't even really, I can't go in Notre Dame. 
uh, somebody said, man, Al go. How can I say this respectfully, man? There are a lot of coaches on the defensive side of the ball that evaluate and go out and really do the leg work recruiting wise defensively. Al Golden is not one of them. And I'm not saying he doesn't watch film. I'm not saying he doesn't give an opinion. But we're not about to sit up here and say defensively, it's other coaches that do the, the heavy lifting when it comes to evaluation and recruiting. Period. And there is, I don't care how trustworthy his evaluation is. There is no formula or equation that makes sense on passing on Justin Scott. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I know some people out there just always want to defend Notre Dame and just feel like Notre Dame can never do anything wrong. Anything negative about Notre Dame is a narrative. And uh, Man, stop. Stop. It's okay to let your poop stink sometimes. It's okay. Because there's some stuff out there now. There's some poop in these streets right now. And it's okay because eventually the smell goes away. But leave it alone. Stop trying to paint it as a narrative. Stop trying to paint it as, well, that's not the case. You don't know the real story. Man, it's poop. It is what it is. Let it lay there. Let it die. That's it. Because the more you try to make excuses for it, the more it's going to stink. And then down the road, when other stuff comes out, now you have to create other narratives for those things that come out. Just let, let it lie. Let it lie there, man. Just let it lie there, dude. Let it lie there. Just let it lie there, dude. You got three or four kids bouncing from the program with the same exact story about the wide receiver coach. The cats out here trying to paint the picture that is strictly development. Man, stop. 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 Just stop, man. Just stop. Let me tell you this story, because my daughter was a competitive cheerleader for roughly seven years. We took her to the best team in the city of Chicago on the south side, because we could have taken her to the suburbs, ICE, it was a crazy team. It was a team down in Florida where they homeschooled the kids that wanted her. We considered that. It's a couple other big time programs out in the northwest suburbs. 
And we found a program on the south side of Chicago that was going to the same tournaments and beating these teams. Beating these teams. And the coach was a former college cheerleader. His staff was former college cheerleaders. And my wife took her to practice the majority of the time. So I took her to practice this one time. And I heard how the coach spoke to the kids. These are teenagers, ages 9, 10, 11, all the way up to 18. It is a coach cursing the kids out when they make a mistake. And I'm looking around the room and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm looking at the other parents like, y'all cool with this? So after practice, I said, coach, can I talk to you for a second? And we went in his office. Because see, I know how to do things. I didn't need to publicly, I didn't like what I was saying. I didn't need to embarrass him publicly in front of the other parents. I didn't need to confront him like that. I asked to speak to him in his office. Went into his office and I said, coach, my daughter does not hear that type of talk in our household. I don't talk to my daughter like that when I reprimand her. And no other man is going to talk to her like that. I said, so either you can choose to tell her and correct her because she's very smart and she probably knows the mistakes she made before you tell her. So either you handle her the way we handle her as her parents or we can go find another gym. Never had a problem out of that coach with my daughter for the rest of her time with that team. See, I sum it up like this. When you don't know how to properly communicate, you open yourself up for others to misinterpret your actions. When you're a poor communicator, you can have a wealth of knowledge about the game of football but you're incapable of downloading it to those that you've been trusted to. And it's quite possible that you being upset with those that don't get it, according to your point of view, are not getting it because of your lack or inability to communicate. And if it was one, Fine. Maybe two. I still give you the benefit of the doubt. But when it gets to the point that it's the majority of the room that feels the same way. See, because Marcus Freeman didn't make this move just because of one disgruntled person. Two disgruntled people. He didn't make this move because of that. It was a majority. So this whole thing, like, look, I don't know who other people have talked to. I laid, I, I laid the breadcrumbs back in the spring. I wasn't even around in the fall because I was dealing with my medical issue. But I still was talking to people. And I came back early before the season started and said, hey, 
this dude is under the microscope. And everybody thought I was loony. But here we are. Because I knew exactly what took place in the spring. And even before that, before National Signing Day the prior year, and I knew what was happening. And I said, let's see. Because if it's the truth, it's going to come out in the wash. And here we are, November 29, 2023. It has come out in the wash. Now, whatever narrative everybody else wants to paint to protect the kingdom, I want. Dude, this is one instance where you don't even have to protect the kingdom. For what? No crime has been committed. There's been no physical abuse. What are you trying to protect? It's a bad hire. Didn't work. Poor communicator. It happens. Move on. But we're not about, see, because it happened back in April with a certain individual. They were painted as the bad apple. Remember that? That was, you want to talk about narratives? That was the narrative. You want to talk narratives? That was the narrative back in April. Oh, such and so, he's a bad apple. Okay. So now everybody else, they're bad apples too. Tobias Merriweather, he's a bad apple. Chris Tyree, he's a bad apple. The other youngsters in that room that feel the exact same way, they're bad apples. Everybody can't be a bad apple. Well, this is ironic. People are talking about narrative or the narrative about Coach Stuckey. But they had no problem painting the narrative about the young man back in, in the spring. No problem at all. No problem hanging him out to dry. None. They painted that narrative like a Picasso. But you can't do that now. Because it's too many. It's too many. So now you want to you want to try and protect, protect Chancey Stuffy. No, man. For what? Protect them for what? He didn't commit a crime. He was just a bad coach. He didn't get the job done. What are you protecting? Let the poop lie there. That's it. That's fine. He didn't get the job done. He did not have his wide receiver room. He didn't. That's fine. Let's stop trying to paint pictures, man. Stop trying to protect the kingdom. Stop. It's okay. Doesn't make him a bad person. I'm sure he will learn from this instance and become a better coach for it. He will learn from this and become a better coach. Flat out. Because he's a good dude. He just failed his room. He failed the young men in that room. He wasn't able to teach them. Doesn't mean he doesn't know the game. Hey, sometimes you just can't get across to your students. 
Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. But this is this is what I don't understand, Notre Dame fans. This is not a situation where you have to protect Notre Dame. Protect from what are we protecting? Like what has been did somebody report that Chancey Stuckey physically abused somebody? Did somebody report that Chancey Stuckey was a bad person? I'm trying to figure out what has been talked about that's so bad that it's who I don't even this is what's in the chat. Whoever said it, that it's a narrative out there about Chancey Stuckey. No narrative. Events happened. Events took place. There's one side of the story, there's another side of the story. All I'm telling you is that it's a whole bunch of similar stories on one side. A lot. And that's it. One of the things that was said, all he did was scream. I don't trip on that because the biggest screamer and the loudest coach at practice was Harry Heastan. Every practice. I could, I could be on the other side of the field and hear Harry Heastan. So screaming, that, that doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. He was a screamer. Harry was a screamer. But Harry could teach. While he was screaming, he could get his point across. The young men were able to download what he was saying. And even the young men that didn't vibe with Harry, years later, come back and say, man, I didn't get what he was saying at that point but now i totally understand the things that he was teaching because as a coach you're not teaching so much football you're teaching life to young men you're a coach at a big time football not even big time at any football program whether it's high school or college you're not just teaching football your biggest lesson is to teach young men life and how to become men. That's the biggest lesson you should be teaching. That's it. So this is what I don't understand based upon what the chat is saying. That is talk out there about narratives and the narratives around the chance he stuck. Ain't no narratives, man. 
certain events happen, it's not a good look for him. It's not a good look for the program. It is what it is. We're not covering up nothing. No crimes committed. He failed as a wide receiver coach. He did not do a good job. And certain things that he did or said were not good looks. Period. It happens. That's it. What are we trying to protect? So you Notre Dame fans that always feel like you have to protect Notre Dame, you don't have to protect Notre Dame. There's nothing to protect. He failed. And because he failed, you have young men choosing to leave the program. And dude, NC Notre Dame fan has nothing to do. Look, I use myself as an example. Has nothing to do with him being a Christian. Absolutely nothing. My first sermon was at 13. I've been in seminary school since I was 16. I have a doctorate in theological studies. My knowledge of the word of God and theology has never been an issue. You know what my father had to mentor me on? My delivery. How to get what's inside of me, inside of others. That's the challenge. Getting the knowledge inside of yourself, that's not the challenge. Being able to get people to relate to you and to receive from you is the biggest challenge. And that's what my dad, my dad never talked to me about scripture. He never tested me on scripture. His mentorship was about, son, you have to continue to craft the way you deliver the message because it's paramount. Because you're not here for you. You're here for the others. It's about how they receive from you. It's not about how well you speak. How well can you get them to receive from you? So it has no, whether you're a Christian, Protestant, Catholic, Muslim, that doesn't matter. Do you have the skill set to tap into young men for them to be able to relate to you, pull from you, and pull in what you're giving them? Which is why I said he had one year at Baylor. He came to Notre Dame, which is a huge step up, and he didn't get the job done. And because I believe that he's a really good dude, he will learn from this situation and he will be much better at his next stop as a wide receiver coach. I believe that. That's why I don't understand this whole narrative. Narrative what? He didn't do anything other than fail as a developer, a communicator, and as a coach. That's what he did. Unfortunately, the way he chose to handle certain situations and communicate just wasn't a good look. He didn't. He wasn't cursing when he was screaming at young men. According to the reports I have, he was just screaming. He was a screamer. Harry would cuss. I didn't say curse. 
Harry Heastan will cuss. Cuss you out. But those young men on the offensive line felt the love. They felt the love because that was his way. That was part of his way. It wasn't the only way he showed them love, but they knew that was his way. When he got on them, they knew he was doing it because they loved him. And Malik said something. You're able to do that. Harry's able to do that because he's laid the foundation of trust in that program. He has all pros come back, all pros, to work out with Harry Heastan. And his current players see that. It's like, yo, this dude still, you guys still trust him? Trust matters, man. The screaming probably comes across a little bit better if you have the trust within the room. I, I'm not sure I can say Chancey Stuckey had that trust. Certainly not from the majority of the room. That's it. You know, that's, that's a good question. I'm sure Dabo was one of the first people he called. I'm sure. It was like his mentor. I'm sure Dabo Sweeney would be one. And, and if Dabo can't get him on the staff, Dabo would definitely make calls on his behalf. And you have to remember, before he went, he was in ministry, heavily into ministry, before he said the Lord told him to go into coaching. And he contacted Dabo Sweeney. So, you know, but it goes back to, look, I've said this, as much as... You can be disappointed about this season. I'm waiting for Malik. He was getting the boys uh, settled. He picked them up, taking them inside, cooking them dinner, getting them settled. Uh, I'm sure he's going to jump back on once he does that. Uh, but send me your questions. GTB, get to the bag. Um, just a quick summary, Chris Tyree, he'll be missed because of his leadership, in my opinion. His reason for leaving, in my opinion, is because he, I think his decision had the least to do. The guys that were going to be, uh, be around two years plus, the impact of Chancey Stuckey was more impactful on their decisions and everything. Chris Tyree, he had one year. Somebody asked Braden Lindsay. No, Braden Lindsay, his, his concussions led to his decision not to come back or to go to the NFL. Um, Chris Tyree is just looking for stability. No clue who the quarterback's going to be. I saw the reports that Riley Leonard entered. Do you guys remember when Riley Leonard got injured on this show? And I said, you know, I think this injury just kept Riley Leonard from the NFL draft. And a lot of you in the chat were like, oh, he's gone. And I'm like, no, because knowing Riley Leonard, he's going to try and come back on that hurt ankle. 
to help his team win games. And, um, yeah, he's not going to play well more than likely on that ankle. And he's going to end up staying another year. And if Mike Elko gets another job, he'll be in the portal. And here we are. That sprained ankle against Notre Dame, man, comes full circle if he decides to come. There's a report out there. A lot of people have crystal balled him in Notre Dame. I hear Auburn is coming really hard. I'm pretty sure they're throwing a lot of money at him. So until the portal opens and things can be official, um, we'll see what goes on. And then we can have a further discussion on, but this is my issue. Please don't bring him or any other quarterback into this program expecting them to solve the issues that exist. There are some issues, but just do the dysfunction that exists. Those things need to be taken care of, man. Because the quarterback won't matter. The issues need to be taken care of. And the next two hires will go a long way to dealing with some of those issues. So that's Chris Tyree. I think Chris Tyree was just looking for stability. A spot with a veteran quarterback, um, veteran OC, and just a, a situation he feels like he can trust. Because this is his last shot, especially when it comes to evaluation for the NFL. This is his last shot. So it's very important for him to be in a comfortable situation. And right now, wide receiver coach is gone. Um, don't know. Even if they didn't go to the portal, who's him? Steve Angeli, like Kenny Minchie, a young quarterback. Kyrie and his family just made the decision, like, let's, let's go find a more stable situation. Have a degree. Appreciate the time. Let's do, do what's best for us. Can't fault him. See, Carell, I can't sit here and uh, say, yeah, next two hires, strength and conditioning coach, wide receiver coach. Next two hires. Very important. Very important. Um, Zeke Carell, look, man, 70, 70 was impressive. And I'm not saying that's the only thing that went into the decision. Ashton Craig was impressive, man. And he was a bigger, more athletic version of Zeke Carell, who's battled injuries, tough as nails. Did a man, really good job this year. Man, he, once again, he just made a decision. Aiden, Aiden K, too, just often injured. When he got in this year, he really stood out. He did during his playing time this year. He has a lot, he has a lot of youngsters, impressive youngsters in front of him on a depth chart. He's just looking for that opportunity to show what he can do to possibly start. Tobias Merriweather. <laughs> the Chancey Stucky stuff was very impactful. Um, the quarterback stuff was very impactful. 
Yeah. You know, some other factors. I did speak with his dad. Um, just to kind of, you know, he, man, he watched the podcast, always showed us love, always supported us and said, man, I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. So hate to see him and his family leave the program and the family. And uh, once again, he said the same sentiments. And we, I just said, yo, blessings, blessings to you and the family and Tobias in your next phase, you know, and he was uh, gracious as always, you know, but yeah. And, you know, Notre Dame fault. I'll say that Notre Dame fault. They fought tooth and nail to retain multiple, multiple players in a wide receiver room. Multiple players. This was like in addition to the 24 class. Like, because some guys had to be convinced and recruited in a sense. So, hey, unfortunately. You have to look at Tobias, man, once again. In a sense, because of what he feels and what his family feels, two years have been wasted. And you want me to trust my last two years to a coach that I have no relationship with, didn't recruit me, don't know who he is, have to trust that? And have to trust a new quarterback? No. I gotta. I have to go find a better situation for me. It's a business decision. I just hate that that young man, unlike the previous young man we talked about, I hate that that young man left without his degree. I, I hate when any young man comes here, puts in the, the years, and does not leave here on target to get that Notre Dame degree. It's uh it's tough. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.